0: What's up, everybody? We're back for the High Jiu Jitsu podcast. We're here with the man, the co-host, Mr. Matty. What up? Oh yeah. Uh, today, everybody, this is episode seven, I believe, or well, will be episode seven, um, and we're here to talk about a topic that is extremely interesting, and it should be interesting because that's what it's all about. Mm. Maddie, have you ever heard Curiosity Killed the Cat?
1: I uh, never understood why. Me neither.
0: Sometimes you understand because sometimes like, you, can, you become a bit too inquisitive. But we're like here like to tell a, you...
1: It's a saying to say, don't put your nose where it shouldn't be. Exactly. I feel like it's that old school mentality of like, oh, this isn't your business. Mm-hmm. But is it really?
0: And mean- sometimes certain things aren't your business. But what we're here to say today is that Curiosity on the mat doesn't kill the cat no it doesn't no. curiosity on the mats is absolutely essential and is what we need if we're going to keep doing this jiu-jitsu stuff for a long time if we're going to keep improving on the mats if we're going to keep enjoying ourselves and if we're going to keep growing off the mats mm. um, I think it's just I think uh, the high jiu-jitsu journey has been beautiful, has been amazing and I'm so happy that we've created a school where everyone comes off as being very curious mm. and I think that's absolutely important and I think that's the reason why we're all getting so better, so much better so quickly and um, so I think
1: curiosity is the, the, the root of all learning
0: right that's exactly what we're here to discuss you know and, 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 and talk about that if you want to learn, you must be curious, and as you know, and we'll talk also about not just like clicking your fingers and saying, "Okay, now I'm curious." Mm. It's a matter. It's a process of nurturing curiosity as well. Mm. So, guys, the the podcast, uh, the sorry, the blog post that this relates to is highjitsu.com.au uh, forward slash well. You just go onto the other uh, blog and go curiosity slash on slash the slash the mats. Uh, might have to change that link. But if you want to do Jiu Jitsu well, you need to learn how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Just as I was saying, you, know, you can't click your fingers and be curious. You cannot click your fingers and expect to be good at Jiu Jitsu. I wish I could. I wish we could, that would <laughs> be sick, Click the fingers, black belt skills right there and uh, there. It wouldn't be anywhere near as rewarding though. Definitely not because it's all about the process. And part of the process is learning. And that's a very big word. Very, very big word. So what's the best way to learn? I think the root of all learning, as we were saying, is curiosity. Because what is curiosity, Maddie? Let's start there.
1: I mean it's interest at the end of the day. Having an interest in something, you know, what having a desire to to find out more, to understand. And yeah, I think that's the biggest part is understanding.
0: Understand, and yes.
1: There's a lot to understand. There's so much to understand.
0: So much. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we can talk about jujitsu. I've been training for 13 years and I'm learning new things every single day. And it's, it's a result of our teachers, essentially, because our teachers just have so much more, you know, to, to offer and have so many more years of experience, you know, and they've built up this knowledge base and I'm here, like, and I'm, st- I'm desperate to keep learning and to keep practicing and to keep improving um, and downloading all of their data and then turning it into my own data as well. Uh, I think curiosity, I, I, I agree, you know, curiosity is that. Um, uh, maybe people have heard of this idea of a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. You know, uh, it comes from a book. I think Carol Dweck uh, wrote wrote a book. I forget the book's name. Might have to link that up in the show notes. But this idea of like a growth mindset implies that you're always like a work in progress, looking to get better. And a fixed mindset is when somebody's done. And a lot, I guess you see that as people get older. You know, you can look at your parents maybe, look at like some some older people, Mm. not just like parents, but just people who don't have an outlet to keep improving, to keep learning, who don't feel the need to keep learning. And a lot of the times, if you're doing the same things over and over, you've been in your job for like a long time, Mm. um, and everyone around you is the same, and I I guess you're not, there's no real requirement to be curious, which is a bit sad, to be honest, because once you're in a fixed mindset and if you're like fixed you're not evolving anymore and you're not adapting anymore and that's scary that's scary because I'd like for every single day of my life to be evolving to be adapting because the world is also evolving and if the world's evolving around you and you're just staying stagnant then it's going to pass you by and that's not something that I want to do or that I want to think about
1: I feel like being fixed is the anti-jiu-jitsu you know what, what is the saying I used to say homeostasis doesn't exist in Jiu Jitsu you can't be just static oh this is the defence because they'll just move around you and find a different yeah. approach of attack everything is always adapting it's always evolving uh, and if you are fixed and say I'm happy with where I'm at at Jiu Jitsu um, you're going to be pretty unsatisfied very quickly when everyone starts overtaking you that's still interested and still curious
0: most definitely um be curious you're not how do you, how do you become curious well i'll tell you this
1: get tapped a lot
0: yeah but but you're not curious when you're under pressure to perform you're not curious when you're worried about being getting broken that mm. is no time for curiosity no. because when you're fighting you are doing what has to be done in order to survive. Yep. You know, and there's like your brain is not saying, "Oh, what happens if I go this way? What happens if I go that?" No, 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 no. You can't be doing that because there's no time for that because it's a matter of life and death. Um, you're curious when you play. When you play with possibilities, and you differentiate between each of their outcomes. It's how you can determine the most effective and the most efficient way forward, and that's how you find improvement. So let's break that down a little bit. I've got an 18-month-old nephew, Mr. Sebastian, and I love him to bits. And this kid, like I love being around him, but you put him down, he's walking now, you put him down, and he just touches like everything. (laughs) Everything. Yep. And just does not stop and goes around and opens cupboards and looks in cupboards and pulls things out and just touches them and looks at them and throws them and listens to the sounds of them falling down yep. and you know slaps things and draws not just on a piece of paper he wants to draw on tables, he wants to draw on walls and um, will copy what you say you know and try to, and try to uh, mimic what you're doing. Yep. And you look at kids, And kids don't a they don't fear for their safety, for the most part. You know, like they're not they're not they don't have financial problems to think about. You know, they don't have uh, relationship issues that they got to sort out in their heads. And their brain is just is geared like from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed on like what they what they can do to learn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: they're in such a like am, like amazing state of progression, you know, where they're physically progressing, mentally, their brains just like developing every minute. Um, you know, they're they're learning so many things about themselves and so many things about the world around them, and that is how they become fully functioning like human beings, mm. because they go through that process of of being curious and now in order to learn in order for them to develop their brains it's that curiosity that they need to um like create and thankfully for kids for most kids that is um some kids with learning difficulties and that like that's when that might things might change there well there go the alarm the the church bells again church bells um but what, what Sebastian will do is he'll grab a cup and he'll put his hands around it and he'll feel the shape. Um, what we have to do on the mats, if we want to stay curious, is, and this is how you learn, essentially. You feel the different ways of doing things. You have a choice about A, B, and C, let's say. And you do it in the A way, you do it in the B way, and you do it in the C way and then once you've done it in different ways once you've understood which options you have and once you've experimented with every one of those options then you're in a state to discern which one is the better one for the situation that you're currently in because a won't always be the right solution yep. in in like in every single situation So you're always having to experiment. Hmm. and experiment is a word that we talk about, that we use a lot at high Jiu-Jitsu. And I think that is the root of all learning. It really is. Because as we said, you need to have the the, the space and the capacity to try different things. But you're only trying different things because you're looking to make them better. If you have a desire to become more effective, if you have a desire to become more efficient, then you have to do something that you're not currently doing. You have to learn something, you learn, do something in a way that you haven't done before. Like, for example,
1: just be open to changing.
0: Exactly, exactly. And you have to be looking to change. You have mm. to be ready and um, willing Embracing. and able to Embracing. change. Embracing. Sorry? Embracing. And yes, and then, and then from there, you, you embrace the change. And that is, in a nutshell, like what being curious can be, you know? Um, and I'm not talking about curiosity just on the mats. Um, whatever happens on the mats tends to like evolve and adapt to off the mats as well. But you come in as a white belt, you don't know anything, and you're always learning, and you're always, you're, well, you want to be learning. Now the thing is, sometimes what happens is a white belt or a blue belt will find a few things that work for them. And they'll say, hey, I'm I'm, I'm really good. I have a really good half guard sweep. And curiosity tends to wane when there's a desire to win. Absolutely. That's when curiosity kind of tends to be put on the back seat, on the back burner, because if you know that there's a certain way of doing something where you'll get the outcome that you want if that's all you're after then you don't need to learn anymore hmm. you know if you are if you prefer if you like this one particular position I was talking to Luke Wiffen about this and he had a he had a, he had a decent good half guard when he came into uh, high jiu-jitsu and that was his go-to as well yep. um, but Luke wasn't interested didn't want to just get to black belt on his half guard game Mm. you know Luke was curious about other aspects of Jiu Jitsu other positions because he was wondering what happens if I'm not in half guard if I can't get to half guard what's more what's more to Jiu Jitsu there is more to Jiu Jitsu than half guard so that's why you have to like expand the horizons Mm. and start looking at other at other ways of doing as well
1: yeah I knew it's funny that you talk about this desire to win right I I I knew of a guy who was very, very good in top position, white belt, but went in uh, and would smash every other white belt in the gym from top position. Never played off his back though, because mm-hmm. he knew his top game was where he was strong. Yep. Went in a competition, and guess what happened? Got taken down. Got put on his back, yep. got lost straight away. Yep. You need to be curious to evolve this entire game. As you said, that one I'm gonna win, you're just gonna focus on what's good, but you're not always going to get to choose
0: where things end up. Hundred percent. That's why you need to be ready for everything. Um, and you're not ready for everything if you're only like fixating on one particular aspect of things. Yep. But if there's people around you, and that's that's why uh, I'm so grateful and appreciative of high jitsu and what we've created, because. You need an environment around you that nurtures this curiosity. Yep. If you have a bunch of people that like, aren't curious, if you don't have a coach that like, uh, promotes experimentation, you know, and if it's all about results, results, results all the time, then there's no place to be curious. There's no place to think. There's no place to, um, again, experiment. So you need to create the environment that nurtures this curiosity as humans there's no denying that we're influenced by who and what's around us the students and teacher and the ethos of your school is affecting how you train when you find people in places that embrace learning and ongoing improvement you don't need to struggle for your curiosity instead that curiosity is encouraged so maddie you hear me saying in class everybody like especially like even fundamentals even open rank when it's time to roll and i tell people and i just remind them all the time i'm saying hey The goal here isn't to win. It's not to win. The goal, people, your goal has to change from wanting to win to wanting to do better. Mm. Always 1% better. You will not get to that 1% better unless you're looking for that
2: 1%.
0: You need to look for that 1% improvement in every part, in in every every single time you come to class. And that doesn't happen if you're always trying to win. Of course, you don't want to lose, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's a matter because, you know, we're practicing self defense yep. for sure. But when you do lose, it's like, you could, that's a learning opportunity right there. Absolutely. It's always, always learning.
1: And you know what? That, that's a great point to touch on. I know from my own experience, right? Obviously, I've been training, what, 10 years? And especially when I'm going with other, the higher ranked students and you know, we like to sometimes push the pace a little bit
2: mm-hmm.
1: even after 10 years if we're pushing the pace it can be hard to remember what mistake I made mm-hmm. that's why it's so imperative to slow it down a little bit um, you know, I can be calm I can breathe good I've got everything nailed even at that faster speed but it's still hard alright what, what mistake did I make there that allowed you to do this oh well, I don't know because mm-hmm. again there's that kind of wanting to win so really bringing it back you can then go oh that's what I was doing at that moment in time because I was a lot more aware and then I can ask the question how did you beat it yeah Uh, without my own awareness of what happened I can't ask that question
0: for sure the other thing is like and it goes back to the like wanting to get better and if you're always getting tapped then that's that's feedback as well that you need to use to improve and when we say like your goal isn't just to win um Mm -hmm it doesn't mean that you're just being like a like you're just letting yourself getting run over all the time it's the it's the fact of um staying safe staying in the shell of like safety you know and and understanding your defenses and then from there you know and even within the defenses looking at different ways of defending to defend better Mm. so if you tap me in class i'm not going to come after you and try to get that back you know, as in it's me versus you. Like there is a part of my jujitsu, whether it's like the tap or beforehand or a few like moves beforehand, I'm making a mistake, there is a hole, there was a hole. And maybe you just did things really good and that's fine. But there's also something that I could have done better in order to in order to yeah. change that. And if you're curious, you're going to look back, you're gonna think back about that role, you're gonna say, okay, I did this, I did that, how can I do it better next time? Hmm. Professor always talks about this thing in in his seminars and he's saying, always be willing to tap and be ready to tap. So let's say Maddie gets me with an armbar from the guard. I'm going to say, hey, Maddie, I'm not going to let my arm get broken. Maddie, the milk is on the table. Maddie had the lock in. So I tap. And I say, hey, Maddie, that was awesome. What were you thinking there? What were you doing there? Mm-hmm. And that question in and of itself allows A you to verbalize what you're doing and me to understand what's coming what you're thinking about too so you can learn from that and i can learn from that as well um and i think that's absolutely crucial because that is how we're all going to get better
1: yeah absolutely that's a great point that you know, the whole
0: yeah just because if you're trying to win
1: you're not going to ask that question, how did you get me? Mm-hmm. You're going to go, oh, god damn, that guy got me. Oh, I'm going to have to fight harder and better next time. Yep. No, ask him how he got you. He go. completely changes it. And then yep. he gives you his secret. Now, a professor, he's such a smart man. He's like, here, all right, now I'll take all that knowledge from you and combine it into me. And now yep. I've got your knowledge attached to my other knowledge. I have a stronger chance to beat you. So, yeah. exactly
0: and it's like but okay and I've got a, sh- a better chance of like avoiding that armbar next time and maybe yeah. armbaring you with that next time and armbaring yeah. all my other like training partners but we're all getting better as a result of that you know and that means that you now have to evolve your armbar to armbar me in a different way next time or counter my counter yeah and that's the beauty of jujitsu the fact that it doesn't stop but sometimes it does stop if you don't if you're not looking to improve we've had a few students that come have come into higher jiu-jitsu and they're content with what they have and they just want to come in and test it notice we've have had those students because those students t- tend to like not want to learn and just want to test
1: they don't stick around
0: they don't tend to stick around and that's what we used to do in commune too like in commune like it was just that model of like open mat come in and train. Mm. It was like there was no learning there. There was no ability to keep improving and adding layers and layers and layers to your learning and understanding. And that's why that, that model just got old. Um, and that's why you got some other schools, like other places around the area. That's why you can call up a friend from another school and say, hey, let's train today. Okay, and like test, test your things out for sure. Um, but your your everyday like practice needs to allow you to evolve and uh, like you need to improve on your skills, not just test what you have. You need to improve. Cause if you're just testing what you have, it implies that you're a complete specimen. You're a complete, um, complete picture. <laughs> you're know? like Romero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's a specimen, you know, or if you're wearing, if professor, professor says it too. He's like, you're wearing a, he's he wears a red and black belt with like a million bars on there but he says all the time he's like ask me questions i want to ask you questions i'm a white belt always have a white belt on your brain and what's that white belt that white belt comes back to being a kid being a baby you know that's always touching the things and always annoying the adults because the adults just they know what this is and they know that if you drop the glass it will break whereas the baby's like let me see that again let me see that again (laughs) you know uh, that's a white belt mentality and you, as a white belt, you're always content to make the make those mistakes. Like, you, like that's the time to make mistakes. Mm. And in your training, do not try to, like, of course, the goal is to not tap. But if you're fighting not to tap all the time, it's going to be very hard to, to learn. Like, be content to tap people. Be content to tap. It's not a bad thing to tap. It's actually an opportunity to improve. Now, the thing is, Maddie, if we're rolling, we're going for that armbar, and I I give hundred and fifty percent effort and just wrench my arm out of your out of the out of the armbar. Um, that would be very. If I am challenging myself to the limits every single day, I'm redlining my body, my brain, all the time. When you're at war in every training session, you're only merely surviving. You're not learning. There's a big difference to that. When you survive, you do what's necessary not to die. You fight for each millimeter because the consequences of getting things wrong are too severe.
1: I feel like that's when you're more likely to have that arm wrenched. If I'm fighting tooth and nail not to give you my arm, yeah. and you're, if, you, if my partner wants to be stubborn and really wants that arm bar, it depends who wants to give it up
0: 1st Mm-hmm. Well, that implies that I am versing you. It's me versus you. Well,
1: I'm saying it depends on the partner and how stubborn they are. Exactly, and
0: if we're both stubborn and we're fighting each other, if you can't see, my fists are uh, smacking each other right now. We're going against things. Two waves come at each other and there's one big explosion. That isn't like survival. And if I don't trust Maddie with my arm, then I'm gonna do whatever I can not to be put in this arm lock. Whatever I can do not to get put. And when it does get almost put on, I'm gonna wrench it out as hard as I can. Uh, because the consequences, because if you, if I think you're gonna break my arm, I'm worried, I'm yep. definitely worried. And then what we've done right there is we've eliminated all opportunities to learn and to practice yep. and to feel what's actually happening because we're too worried about the result. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely.
0: So there's a difference. That difference between surviving and like and learning, survival mode. It looks like very heavy and abrupt breathing, scrunched up faces, and you can see like just the, the like the effort in the person's face. Loud bangs and stomps, like really really hard, um, and like huge amounts of effort. So what you're doing? Look at a car with like the um, speedometers, and you know the, the rev, like the RPM. Yep. Um, meter um, and there's got like the six, seven, eight becomes a red line, yep. You know, and if you're redlining things, a you don't have the time like to, to think and feel, mm-hmm. and b here's another thing that happens injury stuff that happen when you're redlining, and when you're injured and you're not on the mats, then how can you be curious if you're not? How can curiosity? As in, you can't be curious on the mats if you're actually not on the mats. If you can't be training, um, you could be you could be learning. You could be practicing different things. You could be going on YouTube and just uh, and just looking at different things. But you know, like we want to keep ourselves safe and in a safe like uh, spectrum. So if you think about the spectrum, zero is like people just doing like nothing, like farasing around and just floppy, just crappy, flowy. Play like um, a jiu-jitsu that's just looking like a dance like dance jiu-jitsu and on the other side of the spectrum let's say is when some people are going super hard like it's in a comp yep. and arm bars are going to get wrenched because the person probably doesn't want to tap because they don't want to lose heel hooks are taking and, knees yep and you're just going for gold you're taking things home with you you want to be somewhere like there's a, there's a middle ground because you can't give up no effort you know and because that I've seen some people, we had a couple of students come in from a, from a particular school, um, and I think they just did flow, flow jitsu, something like that. Uh, and that's not, there's like one guy, Mike something, he does flow jitsu, and I've, I haven't come across that. So I'm not talking about him, but I'm talking about some jiu-jitsu and, and martial arts, that is, where it's just, everything is preconceived, you know, and there's all these little, there's all these patterns that happen, and you never get a chance to actually test. You know, and that's not what I'm talking about because I don't think that's effective either. But I also don't think that the other side is effective to the point where... Because people in jiu-jitsu, we can spar with each other. Sure, we can. And we can test techniques against one another. But there needs to be a middle ground because in that middle ground, that's where you're going to get the opportunity to, to, to play and, to, and to practice certain things.
1: One of the biggest things I remember hearing, and you hear it a lot from white belts, I think, is one of these it's like a it's a big lie and you hear people say i love training jiu-jitsu because it's a martial art i can train at a hundred percent you know without being getting brain damage but if uh, as we've been saying this whole time if you're training at a hundred percent you're not learning you're learning you might be but you'll be learning really slowly mm-hmm. like really slowly and it just if you're on that red line you yeah know, jiu-jitsu is not it's, think of it like boxing. You're not going to come in to your first boxing class and start sparring with people without headgear and without a mouth guard. Yeah. No, you're going to do three months worth of boxing classes before you even think about starting to spar. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, otherwise, you're just going to eat a, good, a hell of a lot of good punches.
0: Okay, and then let's say you are boxing and you're always getting caught with a right hand. you can be like, oh, good right hand, mate, that's it. You know, and, you, and there's nothing in your brain that's looking beyond that right hand to say, hey, what am I doing in order to not get hit by that? Where's my hands? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Where's my head? How can I slip that to counter with this? If that thought isn't there, then you're gonna keep getting hit. You're gonna keep being vulnerable. Yep. But if you're if you're looking to improve, then you're gonna say, you're gonna make an adjustment. And say, okay, he hit me with that right hand once. Now I'm gonna turn, you know, he, he got me with that arm bar. Yep. This time I'm gonna keep my elbow in. And I'm going to be expecting that arm, to, yeah. that the leg to come over my face, so I can catch that that leg, and so I can come to the pass, for example. Yep. Um,
1: Beautiful armbar counter.
0: It's very nice. Thank you, Professor. <laughs> uh, when you're learning, see, say what we're saying versing each other when we're fighting against each other. Then another, the flip side of that, when you're learning with your partner, you work with each other. You understand what each of you are looking for. And you're on the same path in practicing and trading moves together. There's a beautiful, I don't know, metaphor when we talk about you know like rolling, and thinking about rolling like a conversation. Yeah. Now, Maddie, those times when you've had some disagreements with people, the misses, parents, whatever, yep. and it becomes a, a, a yelling match. Are you learning anything about the other person no, there? No, and you're certainly not listening to Are you listening either. there? You're not listening. You're not yeah. listening. No. You're not. Um, because it's your
1: uh, I'm opinion. I'm
0: right. You're wrong. No. Blah, blah, blah. I'm no, not listening I'm right. To you're wrong.
1: <laughs> no know. one's listening to each it, other. Exactly. Right?
0: And there's no, no opportunity for learning there. No. And that's the one thing for sure. Whereas if we're sitting here today and you're saying, you know, we've been there. We've all yeah. been there many times. If you're sitting here, if we're sitting here today and saying, "Hey, mate, this is what I think," oh, but then on this hand, you know, and we, we're discussing things, and we're talking about them, and I'm open to listening to you, and letting you talk, and you're letting me talk, and then we come up, we come together, and we're, we're both cooperating with each other, and we're collaborating, and we're on the same team.
1: You know how we get to that beautiful result, not being attached. So. You know, generally, when you have that conversation with someone where it starts to get into an argument, it's because they're attached to their viewpoint. I'm right. They're attached to that thought. Yep. It's the same in Jiu Jitsu. If you're attached to winning from this position, you're going to fight. But if you're like, oh, all right, well, I'm going to lose the position, such is life, let them get their move. They got a good, as you from the scenario before, they did everything right. Yep. They got a beautiful sweep from guard and now they're coming in to mount. You can either fight it and resist and, and force against it and be attached to maintaining your gut, like being on top, or you can accept that they got a really nice sweep. Yeah. And you can be like, professor, professor always says, let them have the move and wait till they're almost finished. Yes. And then you counter. Exactly. And if you're fighting, you'll never let get to see that because you're just resisting from the very beginning. Yeah. At the moment they're coming into to mount, you land on your back and you just set yourself up for an elbow escape. There you go. You wouldn't you wouldn't get that if you were fighting.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But you needed to to, to let the move start to happen before mm-hmm. you can intercept it. Correct. Um. I think that's very beautiful. Um. And I think it's like as we're saying, like the importance of like collaborating with each other um, allows for that to happen. And watching what the other person is doing too. You know. Now you said something really. Um, interesting, you're like, if, if you're attached to that position, if I'm attached to my own, so, like, uh, what's the, bank of knowledge, mm. if I'm attached to that, and say, this is mine, I want to test, then I don't care what you do, because I'm not looking to build and learn and, and add new things to that knowledge bank.
2: No.
0: So just where you can be attached to, like, the, the same position or just one submission, I'm, Hey, um, we all know the people who like this. This is a guy who has a great armbar, and that's all they have just the armbar. Then you nullify that armbar, and there's nothing there anymore. You know, like, um, as we as, that's something we said before as well, like, not being attached to things and being open and willing to, to trade and share new ideas together um, and, and taking them on board, I think is absolutely critical because we don't know everything, Maddie. We don't know everything. I know? do. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. You know, um, and I think some people, it's very hard for some people to understand the fact that we don't know everything, but we really don't. I so, endeavor
1: to one day know as much as I can, and that's out of curiosity.
0: All I know is that I know nothing. <laughs> Cause and, and the more the more you learn, the less you think you know.
1: Yeah absolutely and
0: that that has never been so apparent for me
1: i think i wrote that when i got my purple belt i was like thank you for everyone showing me what i know you know but the more i know the more i just see it's like what's the the analogy that i can't remember which philosopher had the analogy of the ocean of knowledge so you're on this island of knowledge and as it grows so does the 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 area that you can see yeah but you can see further out into how much more there is yeah so the, I think it's like the island of knowledge as a metaphor mm-hmm. uh, or ocean of not I can't remember but it's the same concept in Jiu there is so much to it
0: that's so interesting man now look um, on a side kind of side note uh, th- what four years ago now um, I had you know, Steve Maxwell Professor Steve had given me a, um, the brown belt mm-hmm. um, and I didn't but he was away and I didn't really have I thought I was a good brown belt um, I thought I, ooh, like we won tournaments and stuff as a white belt and a blue belt and a purple belt and I was just just got my brown belt. And a brown belt is one before the black. Hmm. And it'd be easy to be fixed, you know, and just be waiting for that black belt after that, you know, and just have a fixed mindset and just say, okay, that's me now and that's it. Um, and when I came across Professor at that seminar in Bondi, I definitely had a choice. I had a choice and I could see the choice. And the choice was either be content with what I know and just keep going down this path or completely open up my brain to this whole new system of learning. And it was very, it was was difficult. It was a no brainer for me to be honest um, because I was just so extremely, and it was already in me, Mm. you know, like just, like I'm wanting to understand mechanics in a better way um, but you see it with other people too like people come in as like like browns and black belts and they see like this different way of doing things and they just completely shut off their brains because I feel like they're scared of the unknown and I think that that could be a bad like it's, it's, it's tough it's tough being in that position um, and I think it's always important and this is just a metaphor for life too that you don't know everything on the mat, And there's so much for us to learn and practice. And every single time I meet professor and see professor and Phil for that matter, I'm always learning something new, like yeah. always. It's not funny, like always. And that's me being with them for four years and I have zero doubts in my mind that I'm gonna keep learning so much from these yeah, guys. for sure. You know, and you guys will too. And then, you know, hopefully I'm like sharing that knowledge with the whole school Absolutely. and the whole school's learning. Adam today when was doing his own learning um, because he just recently had a kid Yep. congrats Adam and uh, he didn't have a, too much of a chance to come to the mats because he's dealing with screaming kids and non-crying non-sleeping babies um, but he jumped on and saw uh, Professor Fernando Salvador and Pedro Sauer online and came up with this really really odd thing and I'd never seen it it was like this psych control counter you're on the bottom of psych control and someone oh, I saw
1: him working this. yeah man. yeah and weird.
0: he, he bra- grabs his leg and he hooks over the other leg and then triangles it and then um, it was just a nasty choke like being on yeah. top in side control <laughs> and it was insane it was awesome and that's something uh, today I learned something new and I practiced it and I felt it and it felt good yep. um, so we'll see what happens there it's going to stay in my brain for a little bit yep. um,
1: but you'll think about it right and that's curiosity I want to understand more about this
0: uh-huh. I saw something
1: I haven't seen before. I want to understand it. I want to really get to know it, understand it, and then from there it keeps going. It's not just like I know the move. Then you want to start understanding counters, how to stop it, how to prevent it, how to not even be in that position in the first place, how to counter it if it's already on. All of the above, and it just spirals out of control uh-huh. on a web.
0: And it's so cool, and that's yeah. just beautiful. And you can. My, my point about this is that you can. You can be intimidated by learning new things, and or you can embrace it. You can embrace it. And I think people have to make a decision about what they want to do. As long, and I think it's important that people understand the decision that they're making and they're aware of the decisions that they're making. Um, in any case, working with like somebody, when you're learning with your partner, you work with each other, you, you're, you're talking, you're having a discussion together, you're having a conversation, Working with somebody will usually mean that you can smile at any given moment during your role. Your breath is under control. You can stop if anything gets put in too much danger. So that arm lock that we we're all talking about, I'm extending. I'm extending, and Maddie's not tapping. I have not made the decision. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break an arm. Break an arm now. <clears throat> Go break. Um, I am in control of my, of my levers, all the time. Okay. And I can stop one of I can stop at any moment in time. And that's that's an important understanding of playing Jitsu. So that's what we're talking about now. Like, you know, if, if when you're working with your partner and when you're playing with your partner, you can you know, you're looking around, you're breathing, and you're always aware of what's of what's happening around you. Does that make sense? Um, and I think that's something that we do really good. Um, your movement looks smooth. You look for it and you find the leverage, and when you do that, you can also roll for a long time. And then you're you're constantly downloading data and practicing data. If you're training super hard, and you have a mega hard roll, and after five minutes you completely gas and you're done, and you go again. You get five minutes and gas and you're done. Look, that that there's a time and place for that for sure. There's definitely a time and place for that. But for the most part, for like eighty of your training and that's just a number there but a, a large part of your training needs to be uh, and when I say training I mean like the rolling situation needs to be like at a point at a, at a, at a comfortable pace
2: yep.
0: um, we've had some new students come into our school and that's one thing they say that they say wow I love training with this person I love training with that person because it's slower and I can think about what I'm doing Yes, they we played chess, jiu-jitsu, chess. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm really
1: keen to start getting into chess again, just for me. Obviously, I'm coming back from injury, and so I'm limited in what I can do. But it's an opportunity, and I not all chess, not all jiu-jitsu should be like this. Mm-hmm. We, you, you mentioned there's that spectrum where if you're too slow, it becomes sloppy, and it actually doesn't have any value. Yeah. But I think it's an opportunity where, especially when going with someone who is a lot newer, you can both talk about what you're doing yeah. um, especially with a white belt who's going with a higher belt they might be more oh, I need to, to fight to survive sort of thing it allows them to slow down and think about what's going on as well so you're talking in this scenario not just one person talking while the other person's shouting
0: yep I think that's so important we need to collaborate people we yeah. need to help each other we must help each other with this stuff otherwise none of us are going to get better um, so when you're playing and when you're when you're when you're rolling to help each other and to collaborate you're not a dead weight you're not dead um, you're not just sitting there like flopping every, every, everywhere you're not like mega soft because that helps nobody mm. you know you're not like just not trying anything because we've seen that t- sometimes someone's just looking and not doing anything it's like well
1: just stalling and just like sitting in top guard going I'm not going to try and pass but I'm not going to let you sweep me
0: yeah, I I'm mean that's getting anything out of that. Professor calls that the anti anti jujitsu when you you're you're just stopping moves, mm-hmm. stopping them. You know, and you're not doing anything to kind of um, make make the evolution allow the evolution to continue. When you play, you can counterattack and you can defend and you can escape and you can submit. Like and that's what you want to do essentially. And that's what we have to understand. When you're rolling you are looking to submit. like That's one thing that you're doing. Like, and you, su- you are submitting people and you're happy to submit somebody. But you want to do it in a way that allows both of you to learn. And you want to do it in a way that doesn't require so much force. Because essentially, that's what this, all this jiu-jitsu is about. Learning how to do yeah. things effectively and efficiently. The way of minimal effort. Mm-hmm. Serioko right? Zenyo is like, yep. I, think that's, I hope I didn't botch that. Now that's this that's this like um idea in judo um and that's just essentially and you, that's about in every single martial art do things with the minimal effort it's not the min- principle of jeet kun do as well it was, yeah. it's all the same it's all like all the same there and look at aikido people when they train together it's beautiful and they're they're just moving nice and easy and effortlessly and they're throwing people left uh, left right and center and it just looks beautiful mm-hmm. look at the look at a beautiful judo throw um,
1: it doesn't feel beautiful it doesn't feel
0: beautiful when you're on the receiving end of it for sure yep. um, but it's like throw somebody and you feel that moment mm. when it's like a vortex of energy and you just get pulled and it's like it's easy and it's, you're always looking for that easy way yeah. and that's what we're after we want things to be easier because that's how we're going to get better people we can always get easier mm. we can always get better Uh you know, and that's how, like, uh, you said another thing, like, the ability to yield. Yep. And when you're playing, you're also happy to yield sometimes. Yeah. You know, because there are, that's what I was saying to, I think, um, some of the new people too, not every battle needs to be won. Mm. You know, sometimes you will lose the battle, but in order to win the war. Um, I was reading something about World War Two and the Allies versus, like, um, Germany and um, them. Um, and there was one battle being fought and i think the russians let that get let that they, they lost that on purpose because they were bringing their resources to another part yeah to a different um, front yeah and don't want to go into that anymore cuz i can't even remember that story but like w- what i get from that was like sometimes you yield in certain situations mm. in order to look for the bigger picture in order to to win the bigger picture yeah
1: Stretch someone out thin, right? If if they think they're making a big, big headway and they're progressing really far in one direction, but you've stretched them out, hey, their base is really stretched out. You can manipulate it a lot easier.
0: There you go. Coming yeah. from
1: the side, change your own angle of attack.
0: Always, yes. But you and you have to be willing to change the angle of the attack. You know what I mean? And if you're just like, you know what, this is what it is. I'm just going to go in and try, it, see what happens. Well, don't be surprised if you lose. You know. But if you're there and you're practicing and you're learning um, then you can you can you can improve on what's on the outcome yeah does that make sense? Uh, when you play jujitsu and you do it like this you can be you, that's when you can maintain your curiosity that's how you can be curious and ready to learn at any moment in time and if you want to do jiu-jitsu for a lifetime to be honest Matty, I think that's the only way you're going to get there because i've tried we used to we used to fight i used to fight a lot but i just look back on it now and it's like i was a blue belt and i was trying to win as a blue belt but i didn't i look back now as a brown belt with four stripes and i'm like
1: should have been trying to learn right
0: man <laughs> there was like so much i was doing wrong that could have been improved on um but i mean it's just it's experience too and now another thing i want to say is that i think there's also there's, there's time and place to put the mouthpiece in like me and oscar yesterday yeah we hadn't rolled for a bit a little bit and i was like hey man let's roll it's like okay and so for that 10 15 minutes or something that we rolled um i was trying to get him he was trying to get me mm. and it was fun and it was awesome and that wasn't i wasn't being curious at that time i'm like i'm doing like I'm gonna attack him. I'm gonna take him on, on his arms, yep. on his neck, on his legs, whatever. Like whatever comes yep. my way, I'm looking to take it. Mm-hmm. And of course, that doesn't mean I'm looking to hurt Oscar.
2: No.
0: But I'm going for my is I'm going to inverted commas finish him. I want to submit him. Yeah. You know. But then after, we're like, hey, you did this there. What'd you do there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I did this here. So how are you gonna change this? And how'd you pass my guard there? And you know, how did I mount this way? Um, and that's how you can start to break it down and look to make it all better as well um, there's a
1: time and place for that and I think it comes I don't want to say I don't want to be like oh you're a white belt you're not allowed to go that hard but as a white belt you you don't know a lot and so you're at a bigger risk if you do go that hard yes uh, and I think if you focus more on the learning and, and, and the, the curious aspect that the, the the slightly slower but more mindful rolling you're going to get to that colour belt a lot quicker mm-hmm. and you won't be one one dimensional as we touched on earlier I've just got a really good half guard or a yep. really good whatever it is you'll be able to go alright I've got a really good whole game yep. let's now just be able to play at a higher tempo you know when you've got that good whole game
0: yes and that's when you can start to test things out mm. you know like um, it's like a, uh, prof- going back to professor's story. Professor's like, when you give a learner, someone just started, just got the, just got mm. the learner plates. And you go, here you go, man. Just test it out. Here, here's the keys to a Formula One car. Just go test it out. If you ever get into any problems, just press the brake, you'll be fine. <laughs> so what's going to happen there? You know, it's, that's just a major disaster. It's, it's yep. chaotic. Mm. Um, and when you're, when you're a, like a freshy white belt, and you, what are you testing? Like, you have, like, there's no skills there currently yeah. to test. So take your time, be patient, and be ready to and willing to learn. And now I just want to say I think I'm, I'm mega appreciative. I think this is, like, a natural kind of process, too. I just feel like everyone who comes into our school and stays at our school is curious. Mm-hmm. We are talking about this with my yesterday. The people who just come in and want to just, like, test and just do, like they'll come in, they'll stay, like half the class, I'll see their face and they're just like, hurry up, hurry up, I wanna, I wanna roll, I wanna sweat. And it's like, nope, you know, like there's there's a lot of other schools where you can just go in and they just, a lot of schools, like we'll just do a warm up, and then just go straight into rolling or do some drills and just roll. And I think again, like let's say it's an advanced class, it's a comp class. In comp, you're testing what you have, mm. you have this. And of course you're gonna learn something in, like, after the comp, but during competition you're there to win. Mm. And that's something that I, that I thought that I learned like a, like a long time ago too. Um, the, the fact that you're in, you're in competition mode is when you're trying to win, like you are trying to win, otherwise you wouldn't need to be in that competition. But then afterwards you're gonna break things down, you're gonna test out new ways of doing things. Yeah. And that's always when the curiosity comes in and this curiosity that we're talking about on the mats maddie i think is just is just one little pathway into understanding how to be curious in the in our entire life yeah because there's so many aspects of us it's not just jiu-jitsu that we do you want to be curious at work you know to improve your processes you got a lot of businesses that are just happy with what they have they're not willing to improve not willing to adapt and evolve and what happens to them
1: and they fall behind Change
0: you. or die, right? Like <laughs> you you improvise, f- adapt, and overcome. Exactly. Thanks, Conor McGregor. Yep. <laughs> um, but that's that's. I think the, the the little snippet that we've spoken about in mm. on the mat, you can take this idea, and you can share it and spread it like in and, and just see the parallels in every other aspect of our life, mm. because we're learners and i think that's that's what i want us to stay and i want us to keep getting better that's, in learning.
1: That's one thing i love about i think i've touched on this before but i'll say it again. i love that we don't roll in our fundamentals class. Mm-hmm. because at the fundamental of jiu-jitsu should be learning. Yeah. especially if fundamentals is meant to correlate to the to the white belts coming in, the fundamental thing in jiu-jitsu should be learning and curiosity and trying to get a better understanding. Yeah. And then when you're more advanced in the advanced classes, you can start to look at ap- application and testing. Yeah. But the core of it all should be that learning process. It takes what the average person, 15, 10 to 15 years to get a black belt. That's 10 to 15 years worth of knowledge you need to apply.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So are you going to fight for that knowledge or do you want to learn? Do you want to sit back and be friends with the people you're learning with? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to fight with them, potentially injure them, ruin their journey? I love that we focus on learning and, and doing it as friends. Because if, when we're doing it with friends and it's fun and we're smiling, we're all having a good time. If it's fun, the curiosity will continue. If it's yep. not fun, you, you're going to lose interest. Yep. And interest is part of curiosity
0: interest is called to curiosity most definitely um, man I, I, I'm happy with this Matty I think we've done a good job just to share like a, one particular way of approaching Jiu Jitsu hopefully people can take a little idea like from this maybe look to improve get 1% 1%, 1% better guys if you are curious coming into this uh, podcast hopefully um, you know We've satiated that just a little bit, and hopefully, hopefully, um, it, it, of course, it stays. The, the curiosity is like a fire, and the fire is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it never goes out because once it goes out, we know what happens there: we freeze, we die. <laughs> um, last little point: one thing that I've been like practicing, and one thing that has helped me so so much in terms of understanding this. Um, like, Feldy, like uh, Feldy, Feldenkrais. So in Feldenkrais, what you do is like, it's like a, a system of somatic education. Mm-hmm. And what you do in that is like you lie down and you know you have like the practitioner t- telling you to do certain things and he's he or she has a certain um, destination they want to go to and they'd like you to go to. But you, they're never telling you what to do. Like you are having to walk the different pathways together, mm-hmm. um, and everything we've said, like in like in, on the mats in terms of effort and not being forceful, um, same thing happens there. So, I just want to, um, what's the, I just want to acknowledge, you know, that you can use like everything we've been talking about here. You can use it like in terms of a movement practice. You know, when you go into the gym, for example. Mm-hmm. You go into the gym and you know you want Maybe the like the PB mm. isn't the time to test, because like, you're 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 under a big big load or a load that's more than enough, Like that's a lot for you. But if you're always doing PBs, that's what we're saying here. Like don't always be doing looking for PBs. Mm. Like sometimes you have to do a deload week and take less weight on the bar. And we're talking about a squat, let's say, and start thinking about how you can make your squat technique better in order to make a bigger PB. Not because you're trying harder, but because you're learning how to do it better.
1: Yep, beautiful.
0: I love that. Thank you so much, guys. Um, I think we'll leave it at that. Um, I think it's been a great chat. Hey, stay tuned. There's more coming at you guys. I said that last time, but me and Maddie have uh, made the commitment. Um, Saturdays at the PCYC. Uh, let's do it, Maddie. Huh? Okay. on. Hey, and let us know how you guys if you like this. Um, we love. Getting messages and comments and shares, and if you can review, oh, you're a legend, most definitely. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, high jiu jitsu students. Thank you, everybody else. Thank you, jiu jitsu people. Let's stay on the mats. If you don't do jiu jitsu just yet, jump on. See have some soon. fun, it's awesome. See you soon, everybody.